0: Welcome to Level Up Chips, Devil Summoner Raido Kuzanoha versus The Soulless Army. Hello everyone and welcome back to Level Up Chips. I am your host, Michael Gonzalez, and I am joined by my other lovely co-host, Max Logan. How are you doing there, buddy?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm doing fine. I'm just kind of tired. I um, think we're all tired here. Yes, I mean, I just... I. I've been a lot of places today, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I actually hadn't really considered the fact that, yeah, you have been out of the house pretty much all day. Exactly,
1: yeah. But um, also, I kind of slept weird last night, but
0: whatever. Uh, that's besides the point. Yeah. What we're here to talk about, actually, is video games, not about Sleep sleeping patterns. patterns. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um,
1: maybe we should do that later.
0: The sleeping patterns thing or yeah, uh, the, sleep. the video? Sleep. Okay, I was like, we're doing video games later.
1: Yeah, no, we're talking about the video games now.
0: The sleeping patterns are good. No, um, no. Uh, so we have a little bit of news. It Feels weird happening having a on camera, camera.
1: again. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but let's try this just a little bit. Um, we have three big things that are uh that have been coming around yep. for for video games news. and the industry. Yeah. Um. One of the big things is game publishers like Ubisoft, Square Enix, uh, they they've been getting into NFTs, mm-hmm. and um,
1: people don't like that. They
0: don't like that. No, in fact, Ubisoft, uh, you said something about it. Yeah,
1: um, what was it? Their, I forgot what it was. It was like a service in their games for cryptocurrency, NFTs, all that stuff. They it failed, and then they said, oh well. It's not our fault. It's, uh, you guys just don't understand it. You don't get it.
0: No, no, I think that you don't get it in a certain way because we'll just be out there. Um, NFTs, we don't support it as, uh, level up chips. Yeah, no. Uh, it ruins the environment.
1: Yes, they ruin the environment. A lot of them are pretty ugly. Like if you're gonna have something that destroys the environment, at least makes it make it look pretty.
0: Yeah. I don't know, get a monument, something that's not an ugly monkey yeah. with like a lip ring mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't, know. I don't know.
1: It's got like a trucker net hat too. Oh god, don't
0: I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. That sucks. Um but I think the funny part is the really funny part is Team seventeen, are a publisher who does like, you know, some pretty good stuff. They they make the worms games and they decided to make some NFTs called Meta Worms and there was a lot of backlash, so much so that they decided to just end the crypto yep. you know, the, the whole NFT uh business because they were like, Oh wow, well, the the fans hate it and why are we doing this mm-hmm. if nobody's gonna get them right exactly so it's honestly a really funny thing looking into it i don't know how this is gonna work out i've been seeing a lot of uh problems rise up with like twitter and all the people arguing like oh it's good for you know video games it's bad for video games it's just from from what i've gathered from actual game developers Mm -hmm. no this stuff is stupid
1: it just seems like i don't know loot boxes too
0: Loot boxes too, it's the biggest pyramid scheme I've seen in a while.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right next to actual pyramid schemes.
1: And you wonder why like people say, Oh, well, it helps, you know, like lower income people get money, you know? Then why are, why aren't you having us do it steadily? Why are you pushing for us to buy now?
0: Yeah, it's this boom that it's gonna end and in... it's a
1: bubble. It's going to pop.
0: I'm just waiting for it to possibly crash something. I don't know. The the economy, well, something. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's probably, it's not big enough for that, honestly. We'll have to see.
0: We'll yeah. have to see. But anyway, um, that that's kind of a, a big thing that's been going on. You know, all sorts of uh, voice actors have been promoting it, too. And it's been kind of weird, uh, uh, especially with Troy Baker.
1: Yeah, and then he said, I'm not doing it anymore. It's I'm sorry, guys.
0: The man needs to pick a side. Yeah. But anyway, um, the the next thing that is on the uh, line of business is GTA Six. Rockstar actually sent Same. out a tweet saying, "Yeah, it's in the works."
1: Yeah, it exists.
0: It exists. They they haven't said a release date. They haven't said a release year. Um, uh-huh. and we have not gotten any previews of it but it's wild to think that they are having to say this.
1: Yeah, I mean, people have been speculating about GTA 6 since like 2016.
0: It makes me wonder why they had to say that.
1: Uh, Probably they were just like, eh, we gotta get some good PR out there because GTA Definitive Trilogy just was not good. It did,
0: it it suffered really bad.
1: yeah, their reputation tanked. But. Not
0: to mention with uh, some of the DLC for GTA Online, some of those expansions, um, GTA Online is for, you know, 5, and there is some, I think, single-player... Content? Content. I think that's the case. And it has some, some of the characters from GTA 5, like the main story. Right. And I think that... It's an interesting thing to have, maybe a little too late, though, yeah. because it is 2021. It, it, the game came out in, what, 2013? It's 2013. been eight years. It has been eight years, and they're still milking this cow. Yep. So.
1: I mean, it makes some money.
0: It makes some money. It is the highest grossing, like, thing, media. Video like, game. Yeah. Piece of media. Definitely video game. Of all time. Besides um,
1: all different forms of Tetris, but that.
0: Tetris is Tetris, and right. it keeps getting made in different ways. The GTA five is a different beast. beast of itself because it's like, it's not, I don't even know, like Tetris is a weird thing because...
1: Yeah, they include every version of Tetris in the the same metric.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I can't get mad at it because there are some games that add neat functions like the hold button right. or its Tetris effect.
1: Yeah, which... It- which has the what was it the Zen mode or the
0: yeah. the zone right? The zone. So you can
1: enter the zone for extra points.
0: It's really fun. I I would recommend Which, that.
1: I did not know about the zone mode until after I beat the game. And I was like, wait, well, you can pause time and like
0: just go crazy.
1: Yeah, I was like, come on, man. I could have told you this earlier.
0: <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was agreeing with you, but I didn't know that was a thing, so I feel a little bit uh, stupid, just slightly. Yeah, yeah, I was but... like,
1: I was like, what? I could have used this,
0: I didn't have to be like a god at Tetris to beat this game. Are you kidding me? I beat the whole game in like one night, it was like insane.
1: Well, yeah, it's because you play like what Tetris 99?
0: I, for a little bit, I mean, I was able to get a few. Uh, victory royales
1: yeah but uh point is gta
0: gta yes gta it's a huge thing i am just really thinking that with a lot of the bad publicity and then not to mention milking the the gta 5 and online cow uh, that they've been doing um i think that they really just had to change something gets some good PR because right. a lot of fans are tearing apart what Rockstar has been doing especially oh. with some of the lackluster other features like Red Dead Online right, a lot of people exactly. do not like that Yeah I don't mind it I think it's good I think that it, you know
1: but I can see how it gets boring quickly Exactly
0: like, I I think that in a certain way they've been doing a little too much with GTA they right. need to really look into their Western side.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just like being a cowboy. And, I like
0: being a cowboy and being a bounty hunter. Yeah,
1: like getting those, getting those, get getting those perps and be like, eehaw!
0: I was always trying to find a way to like customize a piece of like attire to look like a Mandalorian and be a bounty hunter.
1: <laughs> Fortunately, or unfortunately, you're super fragile, so like, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> No best car
0: here. No best car, <laughs> unless you modded it. That's like the only way. But besides, then you that... get banned. Anyway, <laughs> um, so right now, uh, the final bit of news that I think is really interesting is. Sony uh, uh did a really big thing and they bought Bungie for 3.6 billion dollars, which let me just say that's a that's a pretty penny right there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. what are what are your thoughts on this acquisition?
1: Hmm. I don't know, it's I don't really have an opinion on it. It's, I mean all all I know Bungie to have done is Halo. Which, obviously, they're not going to make Halo for PlayStation.
0: That would be insane if they're, they're really gonna would, make, by the way.
1: They're just going to copy-paste it, except Master Chief is
0: blue. Some people have been thinking that they might uh, start taking over what Killzone left off on.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. But they also made Destiny and, like, I don't know, fine game.
0: Yeah, I mean, in a certain way, I know a lot of people like it, but I really haven't been able to get into the online looter shooter live service right game mm-hmm. genre that yeah, Destiny's like, a part of.
1: Yeah, like, if I just wanted a looter shooter, I'd play Borderlands.
0: Borderlands just because I can play with my friends, and it has, like, a great story. Yeah, it has, it has a, some character to it, some flair.
1: Right, even if it is pretty annoying It can get annoying. Points. Yeah, it can get annoying. <laughs> no, and... But, like, Destiny doesn't really have that, but... Anyway, um...
0: I guess I just haven't gotten into the world. I, I've looked at them like, ah, it's just not, it's not my style. Right,
1: yeah. uh, So, like, I don't know, Bungie, I just see them as a studio past their prime. Like, Sony is just like, ah, yeah, let's do this.
0: It's a weird thing, because, yeah, in a certain way, I guess I, I could see them past their prime, yet at the same time, I know they're making a ton of money off of Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those weird uh like a cognitive dissonance where you just you're just looking at it like oh yeah that's not great it's a washed up studio yet at the same time it does have its fans it does have its audience Right I
1: but, Remember what was it when I I re-downloaded because remember they gave out Destiny 2 for free
0: Yeah it's a free to play like, game now Yeah
1: I remember they gave it out as part of PS Plus before it became free-to-play. Yeah. And I logged into it recently. And for some reason, like, I was progressed way farther in the story than I thought I was. I was like, wait, where am I? Like, what am I doing here? And I had access to all the DLC. I was like, did I buy this? What's going on?
0: Was it... Now I'm confused. How... Yeah,
1: I-, I don't know what happened.
0: I'm... Okay, this is just my theory, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking because it's a a free-to-play game, and you technically bought it, then I think that Bungie saw that, and they are like, oh, you have a copy. Well, that's not fair to the people who bought the game. Now it's free-to-play. So I'm thinking that again I don't know what happened with their story progress uh-huh but I'm thinking you got a bunch of cool stuff a bunch of levels and everything right. as like accommodation right. for your money right
1: I don't know <laughs>
0: anyway um going into that with with Sony uh getting Bungie that that brings a whole new topic that brings our central topic which is kind of looking at the uh the triad uh uh developers or or publishers the big 3 the big 3 that uh is part of the video game industry recently Xbox as we have talked about they now own, own Activision, Activision Blizzard. Blizzard so right now that's a really big thing mm-hmm. it's huge 76 billion i think
1: yes they paid seventy-sixty-six seventy billion. Point is it it was up there it was
0: a big number, like yes. it's the highest acquisition that yeah. has ever happened. I think that even with uh Bethesda, that was like what a a ten billion ordeal right so going into this and again i I don't hold me accountable with all those numbers um going into this, I think that we are seeing almost a new interesting uh age Mm -hmm. of the video game industry where now it almost seems like everything's starting to get privatized um but we would also like to say in a certain way with all this sony you know acquisition xbox acquisition a lot of people have been thinking that uh a lot of people have been thinking that the acquisitions have been almost a retaliation from each other um and some of them are true. Like I I'd, I'd say that this Activision Blizzard acquisition is possibly in retaliation. Yeah,
1: response for uh, what
0: some of the first party developers oh, right. that uh, Sony
1: finally like has. bought. Yeah. The,
0: the, the big thing is, yeah, the the big thing is Sony is known for their first party games, their exclusives mm-hmm. and in a certain way that's been kind of like one of the the big uh, weak spots it's their achilles heel for for Xbox is just getting those first, first party parties. games yep. that make people say, "Well, I got to get an Xbox." Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking that's a little bit more of yeah, like a response to that. And a lot of people have been thinking, "Oh, this acquisition of Bungie, this is a, you know, retaliation due to Activision Blizzard." We should say That's not the case. It really isn't. These Mm -hmm. types of deals, they take months. They take years to actually complete. So.
1: It just happened to be like a week after Microsoft (laughs) got Activision Blizzard.
0: If anything, it might have sped the deal up. Right. Yeah, they were
1: like, uh oh, we got to make a move.
0: We got to do something. They were probably trying to lowball it for like. One point five million or 2 billion, and they're like, oh, oh wait, this three has happened. 3.6. Yeah, 3.6. Let's try that. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what happened. Mm. Again, we have no idea. Right. We have no idea what's behind closed doors, but it does bring such an interesting topic of the state of these three. Like, uh recently, I, I have purchased an Xbox Series S, mm-hmm. and... It's kind of opened my eyes a little bit because the last Xbox console that my family's ever owned uh, was a 360.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So having that gap, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what is Xbox doing? In a certain way, I feel just a little bit ignorant in a, uh, looking at it uh-huh. before. Now I'm looking at it with the, the Game Pass, with some of their exclusives, and their backwards compatibility. And it's really opened my eyes to start thinking, all right, Sony, wh- what are you doing mm-hmm. in this business?
1: Well, I think you already stated it before. Uh, they've got, like, first parties, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They've got that, like, strong base to say, oh, well, I want a PlayStation because it has these games. But, Which
0: is very true. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, of course, Xbox has its own strengths in that department. But, I, yeah, um, go ahead. I, I guess
0: in a certain way, no, you're fine. Um, I, I, I guess in a certain way, I've been thinking about it. Like, let's use God of War for an example. We have the the upcoming game God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. uh, that is releasing, and we y- you can get God of War uh, re- twenty eighteen the the soft reboot. Um, for for your p s five yeah, and you could have it for your p s four it's backwards compatible, and you can also play god of war three um mm-hmm. for for p s four but I guess the big thing that I have been thinking about is well, what if I would wanna play the first two?
1: yeah, your only option would be p s now
0: only option would be p s now mm-hmm. or possibly. Uh, going to get a PS3, and yeah, there's, being,
1: there's a collection. Right?
0: There's a collection, or you, yeah, they they have all those games emulated. There, you know, you can you can get that on the shop. You can play PS1 games, PS2 games on the PS3, right? Um, downloaded. So that's the thing that I'm always like, okay, this is kind of weird, right? Especially because lately. With the Xbox, I went into the game store, and I was realizing, oh, my gosh, I can finally get Star Wars Battlefront, the the original ones, the Pandemic. Yeah, on uh, the Xbox. On the Xbox. I can play the original ones right there on my Series S. I can download them. They look great. They play great. I can play the 360 games. And not to mention, I can play the Xbox One games. They have their entire lineup. Mm Mm-hmm. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah, I, I will add that. For the most part. But it's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And mm. with some of these acquisitions, it, it does make me wonder. It's looking like Xbox has a pretty good... They have uh, an upper hand. They have an upper hand. For now, yeah. But um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see how
1: it develops later down the line. Because, I don't know. Uh, obviously... Like business rivalries haven't between video game companies haven't been in style since Nintendo and Sega were at each other's throats Genesis
0: does what Nintendo. Nintendo don't what a great slogan I yeah. do love that one, um,
1: even though it was kind of they kind of lost steam after the Genesis, but
0: yeah, it, after that, then yeah Sega went lot. downhill yeah. <laughs> <But> Genesis didn't <laughs>
1: Saturn didn't
0: Saturn didn't. You're right. Dreamcast yeah. didn't. <laughs> what but, a weird time. Yeah,
1: exactly. But um, I don't know. But yeah, it seems Xbox at least says a head start on the next on the current generation.
0: They do have a head start in the current generation, but I would also want to add. I mean, again, this is all speculation. I think that they're kind of setting themselves up for a beautiful, beautiful way of setting themselves up for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that these are great building blocks, and I think that with, what is it, Xbox Game Pass Cloud, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC, for the the consoles, there's all sorts of ways to play these games, and in a certain way, it's kind of setting up what I think a lot of these streaming services have been wanting, like Google Stadia, yeah, where they wanted a huge fan base to say, oh, yeah, I can just get these games and they're forever mine. Mm-hmm. And with Xbox, they're kind of pushing the envelope saying, yeah, these are your games forever now. You can play these Xbox games probably on the next generation. It's just mm-hmm. built into their servers now.
1: Right, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of still, like, wary about that kind of stuff.
0: About the Game Pass? or Yeah, yeah,
1: about the Game Pass. I mean, just subscription models with, like, game stuff in general. Because, like, when I want to get a game, I still want to, like, know I have it. Like, I own it.
0: Oh, yeah. Rather than,
1: you know, it being liable to being taken down and then I can't have it anymore.
0: Yeah, no. In in a certain way, I guess, I'm...
1: But I still like the idea of the Game Pass. Like, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, I'm probably just... I'm I'm old-fashioned.
0: Trust me, I'm old-fashioned, too. You, You look at some of the stuff, like, in my car... I have a full C D collection because I don't trust Spotify to keep my music that I like. Yeah. So I do get what you mean. I seriously do. I guess in a certain way I am looking at it almost like Blockbuster. Hmm. A much better blockbuster. Yeah, yeah,
1: because what was it? Oh right. Yeah, that was that was really funny that Netflix was founded by a fired Blockbuster employee.
0: What a weird. <laughs> That's so strange <laughs> and pretty funny uh-huh. to think that they killed blockbuster. Yep. He took his revenge. The greatest revenge story. Yep. Um but I don't think that the physical or even digital digital way of you know being able to purchase these games. I don't think that they it should be gone.
1: Right. Yeah, no, obviously not. That's that'd be silly.
0: I think that's one of the biggest problems that Google Stadia almost have where it was a new platform and
1: you don't technically own your games.
0: So. Yeah, it's the same as saying that you just bought something on the Apple iTunes store. But then they get rid of the, or they, they lose the license, and yeah, you can no longer listen to that. That technically is their ownership still.
1: Yeah, it's like, wow, it it circled back around to, now I think about it, NFTs. Yeah. It's like you just own the license, and then they can take it from you, but you can just say, oh, well, I, I own it. But you can't do anything about it.
0: And it... <sighs> that that's the weird thing that is going on with this whole digital era, and I really I think that the digital era is a blessing and a curse, yeah, yeah, because
1: they still gotta figure things out, but
0: yeah, because i I think that's one of the big cons I do see still with xbox is just the fact that. Yes, I do technically own Battlefront. I can have that forever. But again, like Apple, if the license is gone and they can't really sell it anymore, or if EA or Pandemic decide, you know what, you know what, let's Let's take it off the store. Let's take it off. Why not? Then I can't do anything about it. I just have to keep the game downloaded on my system forever.
1: Or else you'll never get to play it again.
0: It's like the Flappy Bird problem.
1: right. You know, I wish I, I I wish I downloaded Flappy Bird. I could have
0: gotten like five hundred bucks easy. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean in a certain way, like PT stuff like that. It's a great thing to have backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. and that's where it's a blessing that because of the digital era, we can just say, "Hey, I own it forever." But that's also the old uh, the the problem is the fact that if you buy it disc. And you go to the next generation and it doesn't have backwards compatibility for that generation or for the previous generation, then you're
1: screwed. You'd
0: have to get the digital version. Right. And again, the digital version is still somewhat of a, a scare and a somewhat of a new thing that's kind of problematic with this copyright world.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, but yeah, I don't know, but Game Pass is still a cool idea.
0: Definitely better than PlayStation now. Yeah, and I I think that with a lot of these acquisitions, with a lot of these new uh, first party developers for both uh, parties, then I think that in a certain way now people are going to have to step up. Now things are going to have to change. I think in a certain way, I've been saying that a lot lately. <laughs> um, I think Phil Spencer. The, the head guy for Xbox gaming. Right. I think he's kind of creating like a healthy competition. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been looking at this like, oh man, this is wild. This is terrible. I think Phil has been doing a great job mm-hmm. with the video game industry, creating consumer-friendly uh, uh, software hardware and not to mention basically telling some of these companies, You're getting a little bit too comfortable. Right. You need to start picking up pace.
1: Right, but I think it might be because he's, like, the sole... Within the big three companies that make consoles, uh, he's he's the sole American representative. So, like, he has to put on a good... Put on a good PR face for... To represent the American side of the gaming industry. I will
0: say that, yeah. yeah that that but, is true. Well,
1: I'm not saying he's, like, a bad guy at all.
0: No, it doesn't seem like he's actually... He's gone against the NFTs. So right, cool. yeah. <laughs> he, he's
1: cool, at least in that respect, in my book. Uh, but, you know, it's like he's got to put on an especially uh, good show. Like, just yes. to represent that. And because, you know, there's still a cultural divide between... Uh, different regions of gaming the gaming industry so
0: no exactly and you know it's a weird thing that a lot of people have been going on to social media to say oh will this finally be the time that xbox decides to uh buy nintendo (laughs) something like that a lot of people have been looking at like all right what's the next uh third party developer that they're gonna take And for some reason they think nintendo's
1: Gonna cave,
0: gonna cave, and say, "Oh man, one hundred billion dollars? Yeah, we'll take it." Yeah, sorry, guys, sorry, <laughs>
1: sorry, Sony, you're on your own now.
0: That would be bad. I think that having this triad of it these,
1: balances the power.
0: It does, yeah. It, it really does because if we had that Sony and Xbox war, it's the same problem we had with. Sega Genesis and Super, super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. It's going to create good, health, you know, good quality games. Yeah. But it's not going to be a good environment.
1: Right. it's like super toxic. It's like what would have happened? I guess if the Nintendo and Sony deal went through back in the day for a Nintendo PlayStation, that would have that would have been it. It would have been end game.
0: It may yeah, it probably would have been end game. <laughs> But I'm just thinking if Xbox actually was able to get an acquisition, mm-hmm. then that's it. Then, yeah. yeah, no matter what. It just
1: throws the balance out of order.
0: Everything about it is uh, a thing of balance. It, we don't want to see a Disney where it's monopolizing this yeah. industry. And again, a lot of people have been thinking, oh my gosh, is this it? This is going to be the big war of content. And. Is this going to be the monopolization of video games? I don't think that's ever going to be the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was it back when Xbox had just come out? I think a Microsoft representative went to Kyoto to Nintendo's HQ to ask that to talk to them about buying. Yes, yes. And that he said that they practically laughed him out of the room. Yup.
0: <laughs> Which is. Such a crazy thing. And
1: that was back during, like, when the GameCube was a thing. And that wasn't the biggest financial success.
0: I recently just saw the sales of the GameCube, uh, between GameCube and Xbox. Xbox only sold 3 million more. Huh. That's it.
1: Yeah, no, PlayStation 2 was the, like, dominant one of that
0: generation. PlayStation 2 took everything by a mile by receiving 155 million units. Yeah. Uh, becoming the greatest selling console ever yes and even
1: today that's crazy
0: it's weird it's always funny to think that everybody talks about how such an absolute failure the gamecube was nobody ever talks about the xbox being three million ahead well and hey that's it. For,
1: well hey it beat like a well-established company with its first console so
0: exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is kind of a big thing right. i will admit but
1: it's impressive
0: Better than sega yeah anyway <laughs> no shade to you sega but it's just you
1: make great games just uh we
0: have serious. to make fun of the past just a little bit yeah anyway mm-hmm. it's i think this is going to be an interesting time i yeah. think that if i'm not mistaken and i might be there were rumors that PlayStation had a patent for basically a PlayStation Pass. Huh, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, if they're going to take any idea from Microsoft, it might as well be that.
0: Yeah, and and if that's the case, I I don't know anymore because <laughs> I feel like both companies Nintendo's their own world. Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah,
1: they, just, they just vibe on their own. They
0: vibe on their own. And again, just a little quick fun fact: uh, during the PS3 and 360 era, you remember how like insane the wars were between the fans? Oh yeah. For three and 360, uh, basically they made probably like sixty seven million units, you know, between them. I really want to say that the Wii won by like a landslide. 50 million more. Yeah, exactly. Like nearly double what they got. And And then
1: the next generation happened and the Wii U got smoked.
0: Then the Wii U got smoked and now we're going into the Switch era and it's looking like this. It's keeping up. It's keeping up. It's in the, I I think, number four for being best.
1: For the best selling? Yeah. Yeah, probably it'd be like. It's,
0: I think it exceeded the Wii. It just did, right. yes. Um, I was gonna say I think right now. Don't
1: sh- quote us on this.
0: Let me check really quickly.
1: I know that some of the top the top two are like DS and PS2.
0: Yes, DS was number two. Mm-hmm. One is PS2. Uh, it just beat PS. I want to say the l- the third the third one is the Game Boy Game Boy Color.
1: Yeah, that sounds likely. Uh, Those things are everywhere.
0: Uh, let me. I know. I. I know. I have it. Mm-hmm. Give me one, two, three, four, five seconds. Here we are. Um. Okay. So, I was wrong. They are in number five. Okay. PS Four is the four? number four. Okay. Um, Game Boy, Game Boy Color is 3. Okay. DS is 2. PlayStation PlayStation 2 is 1. Okay. And the Switch is just about, I'd want to say like 13, 14 million units away from beating PS4.
1: Yeah, it's not bad considering it came out like three years later.
0: Three years later. In fact, uh, I'm just trying to think. It's coming up on what what year is it for the switch wouldn't it wouldn't be its fifth year fifth year yeah march yeah, 3rd t- meaning that within 3 years all they got to do is just sell <laughs> 14 million units more i think they could do that yeah they've been kind of on a roll recently in 5 years yeah exactly
1: but yeah the point is nintendo is just kind of like they're doing their own thing.
0: They're doing their own thing. They kind of like win mm-hmm. but like nobody really talks about it. Like all the, the talk about PS three, three sixty and the Wii's over here, like, hey, I doubled your sales. <laughs> nobody cares about it. Because it's just Nintendo doing what they do. One
1: thing I saw was like it was the PS four and the Xbox One fighting. And then the Wii U was in the corner, it was just like eating glue. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's about the most <laughs> that's accurate. That's about right. <laughs> that's an accurate representation. Um Yeah, I I just think that these two companies, PS uh, or Sony, Sony and, and A- Microsoft. Microsoft, they cater to completely different audiences. audiences. I think the Xbox right now is the most consumer friendly thing, probably the easiest one for like people who don't really play games too much, mm-hmm. right next to the, you know, Nintendo Switch. Um I'd honestly have to say still that uh PS5, Sony stuff like that, that's kind of more for the people who are very close to getting into the PC. Right. You know, division, yeah. but they still want to stay console because with Sony, they have those, like, high specs. They really focus on, like, pushing the envelope uh with, with tech. But at the same time, they have, like, a VR department. They have all those different things. VR 2 just got announced. And it is quite literally just one step away from getting into the PC market. market. Right,
1: yeah. I mean, the PS5 is pretty much as big as a PC. So.
0: Yeah. It, no, it is. It is. It, uh, um.
1: <laughs> I remember seeing it for the first time. I was like, what? Like, that thing is huge. It's like it, double the size of the PS4. It's insane. It's
0: absolutely insane. I, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh-huh. But other than that, I think Xbox is kind of doing their own thing in terms of just really focusing on, yeah, we do games. Right, yeah. We and, have a lot of games. And then Nintendo's like, hey, we're Xbox a console. Xbox has games. Xbox has games. Uh, no, I, I think that <laughs> Nintendo's just always been like, all right, we're here for the console in the game. Yeah. They kind of have that, like, both type of feeling, and it feels like Sony has been much more like, hey, we are focusing solely on console. You right. know, like, what it is, the specs.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. They literally remade, what was it, Demon's Souls, just pretty much as a tech demo to show off how powerful the PS5 is, which is a very, it's in a very, very impressive tech demo.
0: It is. It's a fantastic one.
1: Yes. But it's just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was asking for a Demon Souls remake for a while, and then I was like, huh,
0: that's cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It It's a really interesting thing. I still think that, in my own honest opinion, Yakuza 7 was the perfect tech demo for Xbox. Oh, yeah. It's weird to think that Yakuza Like a Dragon was an Xbox exclusive. Was it? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. For a little bit. Maybe.
0: I want to say... Well, it was an ex- next-gen exclusive. Next-gen exclusive. Okay. Yeah, that that's the better thing to say because I know it came out for PS4 same day and Xbox One, but when it came to next-gen... Next general
1: it didn't come out for PS5 for a little bit.
0: Until March, right. which was about... A few months Four later. or five months later. Right. So that's always kind of the funny thing about it, um, and I think that's kind of a good... Transition Second.
1: into our random game of the week. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, random game of the week. This is the part where we just get a random wheel, quite literally, type in a bunch of games and just... Spin it. Spin it. Spin the wheel. We spin the wheel.
1: And we got Yakuza 7 or Yakuza, Yakuza Like a Dragon.
0: Which is, in again, my own opinion, is the greatest Yakuza game uh-huh. ever, period. Yeah.
1: Uh, so pretty much just as a gameplay premise because I feel like you could explain the story better than I do. Mike's actually finished the game. Woo. I've played a pretty decent chunk into it. But unlike the other Yakuza games which are like brawlers where it's like real time action combat,
0: it's like a yeah, beat 'em up action RPG. Right. Yeah,
1: it's kind of if you for some reason if any of you have ever heard of River City Ransom, it's kind of like that. Where you encounter random people on the street, and you fight them, and you can like stop at shops and refill your health. It's kind of weird. It's I don't know, but yeah. And then in Yakuza, like a dragon, it's like almost the complete opposite. It's turn-based battles.
0: Turn-based battles, but it still has its fantastic quirkiness. Yeah. That. Is not like the mother or or Undertale quirkiness. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's that quirky Earthbound-inspired RPG number five hundred eleven.
0: I will say this though, and I know this is kind of a controversial opinion. I think that the next game could potentially take some inspiration from Earthbound, just because it's Earthbound is still a parody of like America of the the world.
1: Modern world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a modern world for their time. Um and it, i I think that it does its parodies really well. I think that Yakuza does a lot of parodying of Japan and in its own sense it still has those factors of what Earthbound kind of had. Yeah. Maybe not as like pronounced weird right humor in a certain way where it's like it kinda of goes over a lot of people's heads. Mm-hmm. This one's much more in your face, like guys in adult diapers uh like a whole clan of yeah yeah like
1: yakuza family they're all into being babies and like
0: being taken care of but yep and then they're like who the hell are you and then they try (laughs) beating you up you fight them still in their diapers um and that's the best thing about the game i think that honestly because of how weird and crazy it is it turns that whole turn-based RPG feel, which is, you know, it it can get grindy, it can get tedious, it can get boring, and I think that it just kind of does a complete 180 and makes those battles, makes those animations just absolutely wild that Mm. makes you wonder, what's next?
1: Right, and I really like how, like, each... So, this game has a job system, Yes. It's literally contextualized in the game as a job. Like you're switching occupations.
0: And you are actually... You, you aren't going to like a king like in Dragon Quest yeah. or something to say, what job are you looking for? No, you go to... to um
1: Like a part-time job office.
0: Yeah, where they're like, hey... Can, what what do you want to do? What kind of job? Mm. Yeah, what kind of jobs do you have?
1: What do you want to do? Like, for example, uh, one of the I think my favorite character is Nanba. He his job is at first his homeless person and he's he's like a mage. He does like for example, he can like throw bird seed on someone and pigeons attack them.
0: Or he might get like cheap sake, put it in his mouth, get a flame or a lighter, a lighter.
1: and flame breath. Yeah.
0: And I think it is the funniest thing, especially because um Adachi yeah. I I had him as the foreman, yeah, right. uh, of like you know construction, yeah, and big hammer, big hammer, all the sledgehammer, and it was funny because you could throw like sticks of dynamite
1: at people, and
0: yep. it was so funny, um, and that's like the greatest thing because, uh, I I want to say first, Yakuza seven, even though it is number seven, it is a game that. So, again soft reboots the series yeah it can stand on its own it stands on its own it will have quite a few references to yakuza but it's nothing that will you're pause like, the game and you're like who is this person
1: yeah like what's going on
0: that will yeah. explain just a little bit enough for you to say oh okay yeah no i think i get it mm-hmm. um but this one i i just i love it because ichiban mm-hmm. you, you play as this gay, guy um oh what is his first name?
1: Uh Ichiban. Oh no, yeah, his first name's Ichiban. It's is Ichiban it still- Kasuka.
0: Oh yeah, Coska. Yeah, Ichiban Kasuka. Uh I love that guy. Yeah. He is zany, mm-hmm. mild schizophrenia. <laughs> uh and he loves Dragon Quest, which plays into that schizophrenia. Uh <laughs> yeah, he's like
1: so like one of his friends asks him at the beginning of the game, like, hey, why are you just letting that guy like hit you? He's like, oh, well, I just imagine, like, fights is dragon quest, so, like, I need to let him take my, take his turn and, like, hit me.
0: And the guy's like, what, what are you talking about? It's not my turn.
1: I gotta what? let him hit me.
0: At least once. Yeah. That's not how fights work. You're supposed to pummel them until they're done.
1: Yeah, and it's like every enemy just abides by those rules inexplicably.
0: It is the funniest thing because... So, basically, later on in the game, he starts getting, like, a little bit more crazy mm-hmm. where he'll be looking at, like, enemies that he, you know, are trying Just, to like, punch him and fight people. him. yeah. Just regular people. And then all of a sudden, they get, like, an aura around them, and they almost look like...
1: Like video game enemies.
0: Yeah, video game enemies. And he's like, whoa, what happened to them? And
1: everyone's he, like, what's going... like What, what are you, you talking
0: mean? about? And he's like, they turn into, like, goblins. And they're like, huh? What? What are you talking about? It's like yeah, we have to fight those goblins. <laughs> and they're like, "Whatever, boss. uh, yeah, uh yeah, you're our friend, but whatever, sure." um He even gets a bat out of a the yeah, ground, out of the ground yeah. and he thinks it's almost like Excalibur. Yeah, it's like a hero's sword, and, and he imagines it having like lightning striking down on it. and yeah, everything. Yeah, when he pulls
1: it out, and they're just like, "Huh, that's weird." And they're
0: like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "This is my sword," and he's like, "That's that's but, a baseball bat." Yeah, hero's bat. In fact, if you ever get into a battle, uh, you can have the job of uh, being a hero, a yep. part-time hero. Um, I think full-time, actually, full-time hero. Uh,
1: yeah, it's just it's just called hero.
0: Hero, mm-hmm. and yeah, if you have that, he puts on a plate of uh, armor, armor. Yep. on, just in his fantasy. Yep,
1: yep, in his fantasy, All
0: and right. I think the the cool thing is and we should just talk about it really quickly the story Mm -hmm. um i don't really want to get into what happens yeah i want to talk about how well they covered certain themes
1: yeah yeah it's really serious like the seer the, the story in general just like most yakuza games is it deals with really serious topics it is a rated m game still it
0: is rated m I think that this was, however, the game with the most grace in terms of how they covered some of those mature topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's still a crazy game. You can still play Sega arcade games in an arcade by you know that has you a Sega Virtua sign. You can play Virtual Fighter. You can yeah. play Virtua Fighter. You can bowl. You can play darts. It isn't. You know, it's still a crazy weird game. At the same time, they handle a lot of topics such as homelessness Mm -hmm. uh you know you have Nanba, who is part of a homeless community that is actually really awesome really united and you really start to see some of the problems of you know uh, the society uh that you know kind of force them into that why people may be homeless right um and even you know there's a little bit of a mini game about well, we have to get food, so we have a shopping cart you know, and we collect cans. We collect cans to, yeah. you know, get food.
1: That's a really fun mini game.
0: It's a fantastic mini game. It's hilarious cuz you're kind of like I don't know, kind of like the, the, fighting the, the, against the cans
1: just fly into your cart and like other people try to steal them
0: and Yeah, a bunch of other homeless people. They're like, "Oh, they're mine." And they crash their own cart into yours to try and get the cans. cans. Yeah. It's a weird, weird mini game. But at the same time, it still kind of has that topic of, wow, they, you know, you, you start to see their struggle. You're like, wow, they really have to do this to survive. Mm-hmm. And later on, there's a lot more talk about sex work and, you know, brothels, you know, some of the, the people who are in sex work, why they do it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it. it they're not, you know, they're, they're talking about how serious it is. It's not the fact that they want to be in sex work. Sometimes some of these people, they it's need the money. Yep. They need the money. This is their job. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, it, it's helping people out who are maybe migrating to Japan. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot to it that they actually talk about very serious topics with such a grace that you kind of learn more and see how everybody who's trying to eradicate this stuff saying, and this is a big thing, saying that we need to eradicate the gray areas of these towns. Yeah. Bleach it. Bleach Japan. That's the biggest antagonist in the game, Bleach Japan, which is pretty much a version of Make Japan Great Again.
1: Yeah, but, um... I mean, yeah, cause Like a Dragon... Great game.:
0: It's a very progressive one that yeah. really covers and gives a lot of good perspectives and yeah. empathizes with people who are down on their luck
1: yeah. and also uh something else noteworthy is that I play through the game on an English dub just because I don't know like sometimes I don't want to have to like pay attention to the screen all the time. yeah, that's like it's an excellent dub.
0: I've heard it's an excellent job.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they all the characters really fit uh I mean the script is really good.
0: Trans- God, translation yeah. is great. Translation is great and again there were a lot of moments especially near the beginning when they were explaining some of the, the people's like life stories. I was damn near in tears. Mm-hmm. Like it was sad. It was emotional, but the Mm. writing was just so good.
1: If you play this game, you'll probably uh, get sad every time you see, like, a small locker. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Like, that's the thing, honestly. And that's the thing that I love about Yakuza. It makes it one of those, like, franchises that I think is a main staple for any gamer to play. Mm. It has a multitude of different emotions that play through your head within 10 minutes. You could be laughing your ass off just about the weirdest thing that's happening Mm -hmm. and the next moment something's happening, they are sharing a life story that is so sad, so emotional, so great and compelling. You're, you know, sad and crying Mm -hmm. and then the next moment you're heated up about something that's happening in the game. You're like, all right, I want to... Fight, fight this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fight him. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It has all the the aspects of a dramedy that make it just amazing. Mm-hmm. Simply amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Yuck is like a dragon. Please. Uh, it's like on pretty much any platform upwards of PS... Xbox One and PS4.
0: Yes. Uh yeah, it's even on PC. Um, I wish that some of these games would come to Switch. I yeah, think
1: but I feel like Switch probably couldn't handle...
0: It could handle Yakuza 0, I bet. Not Maybe not like a dragon.
1: Yeah, no, not the dragon engine. That would be too much. Too much. Way mm. too much. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, yes, this is a high recommendation. Again, any game in the Yakuza series, we just recommend you try it. It's even on the Game Pass. All these games mm-hmm. for, for Yakuza, except for like 0, 1, and 2... They're all on the Game Pass. Give it a shot. Give it a try. Please. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. You should go ahead. I think I'll start playing them soon. But, yeah, um, I guess that's the episode. Yeah.
0: yeah. Otherwise, uh, tune in next time for whatever we want to talk about. I don't know. I'm. We'll <laughs> figure it out. I'm not your boss. <laughs> uh, Wait. Yeah, no, I am. Pretty much.
1: I don't get paid.